Welcome to the Discipline Health Podcast, where we discuss topics relating to nutrition, fitness, and health. The content of this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be a replacement for supervised health care. Please consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet, medication, or beginning any exercise program. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about food. And I just want to start off with a quote that I came across. As a retired physician, I can honestly say that unless you are in a serious accident, your best chance of living to a ripe old age is to avoid doctors and hospitals and learn nutrition, herbal medicine, and other forms of natural medicine, unless you are fortunate enough to have a naturopathic physician available. Almost all drugs are toxic and are designed to treat symptoms and to not cure anyone. Dr. Alan Greenberg, MD. So, I thought this was... Very interesting. Somebody that had gone through the traditional, you know, medical training to come up with this. And this is actually what we personally have discovered in our own journeys going through the allopathic, you know, path of going through and taking these medications and feeling like crap and having more issues come about because we were taking that medication and then realizing just making some simple changes to our diet, our food, that our health problems started to go away. And all that inflammation that we had that was, you know, causing us like to hold on to extra who knows how much extra water weight and all that stuff just started to go away when we started to switch what we were eating. And then when we would go back to eating the old way, Everything would come back. I mean, it was almost instantaneous, too. Stomach pains, feeling horrible. You know, you'd get that depression feeling, anxiety. You just wouldn't feel good. And you wouldn't have energy from eating your food. All the symptoms that inflammation brings. And yeah. it's just about inflammation. And that's the main thing. That's what they're saying. They're, they're, the root cause of all these chronic conditions, of weight gain, all this stuff is the root cause they were saying, I think, was inflammation. So, how do we get to bring that inflammation down in the body? Well, you got to cut out these inflammatory foods. So, I guess we'll go ahead and start about talk about food quality first. So, food quality. What does that mean? You know, when we switched over our foods, we switched from going, you know, like traditional foods that you find in the grocery store to more of organic. Um, what does organic mean? It means it's non-genetically modified. Organisms, non-GMO, they're not sprayed with pesticides. Basically, you're getting what is grown in nature naturally without the man-made pesticides that are being put on them. Without the genetic code being altered by humans. What else? Um, local, you know, try and, try and eat local if you can. You're going to get the most nutrient-dense foods. Versus something that's being flown halfway around the world that's picked way too early because it's having to transport in here, you know, and then they, they have to store it in certain temperatures and they do certain things to make these fruits and vegetables and things that normally would be perishable to last until they can get to their destination. So if you're buying something local, if you're going to, you know, Fresh foods direct from the farmer or direct from the farmer's market. You're typically getting those foods that were just picked yesterday or the day before. So you're getting the most nutrient density because the longer that a food is picked, the more it loses its nutrients. 
And you're also helping to support your local community. You're helping to support, you know, these small family farms. You're, you're just, your dollar is going to a better you're, cause. Yeah, you're helping to support your fellow, fellow members in the community. You're eating in season, you know, and even wild if possible. But everything's coming from your ecosystem. You know, just think about that for a second. All humans... Up until a certain point. Yeah, you would eat what was in season, and that's actually, that's what your microbiome is. When did everything change from what we did for thousands and thousands of years? When did we change it all, and when did chronic disease skyrocket? Find that correlation right there, and you'll have your answer. Yeah, so... um when we're shopping for our meats and fish and stuff like that, you want to look for something that's wild caught. You don't want farm raised. You want um, also your meats and your eggs. You want them to be pasteurized because that's there's animals are grazing on what they're supposed to be eating. They're eating these grasses and the chickens are eating the natural insects that they were designed to eat. You're not feeding these animals corn and grains that are inflammatory to their system. So you're getting a healthier, you're... Well, you, you are what your food ate. And your food, they eat the plants, the, the plants eat the soil, and so on and so forth. So it, you, everything is connected, so... Yeah, well, I know when we switched, because we were eating grass-fed, but grain-finished meat. And we really noticed the difference in how we felt when we switched to the grass-fed, grass-finished meat. Right, you were having inflammation from the the grain finished, even having that little bit of corn at the very end, you know, right before. Yeah, I still notice that I get more inflammation when I um, overdo peanut butter or something like that. Um, but I can get away with a certain amount of plant toxins as long as I my fasting window is correct. I exercise properly. It's almost like my body can burn off a certain amount. But at a, at a point, I noticed that it doesn't, and my inflammation just stays and it doesn't go down. Um, there was a study this year, actually, I think it was earlier this year, that um, showed a link between ultra-processed foods and um, cognitive decline. This is the first time, I think, that they've been able to find a, actual, a direct link. I think it was a study of like 11,000 people, too, and it was over a long period of time. And it showed that the more ultra-processed foods that you consume, the higher your risk of cognitive decline was. So that's huge, too. Again, it just probably comes down to inflammation. If you're just starting out, don't know what to do, I think maybe the biggest bang for your buck would be to cut out the added sugars and to cut out the industrial seed oils. So what are industrial seed oils? They are corn oil, canola, safflower, sunflower, soybean oil, peanut oils, and grapeseed oils. That's not an exhaustive list. That's just kind of the more the more common uh, ones. Palm oil. Palm oil. Possibly palm oil. They were saying there's not, they're not 100% sure with that. But if you can just eliminate those types of oils from your diet, I mean, those have been shown to be high, high inflammatory oils. And basically, they are in every ultra-processed foods, especially soybean oil. Um, we, we noticed, too, when cutting that out, that really, really helped. So, you know, there's 
all this talk about eating whole food, but what really is whole food? What does whole food mean? Whole food basically is just a single ingredient food, right? It doesn't have this long, exhaustive ingredient list. It's basically what you would get off a tree, what you would go and hunt, what you would go and fish, right? It's like a, a fish. It's like meat to steak, uh, an avocado, bananas. It's just all these sweet potatoes. It's right, you know, even rice. Right, single rice is ingredient. just rice. Yes, so it's single ingredients. And it's original Very form as it was yeah. created. Not touched by humans. Or, I mean, altered by humans. The thing, too, is you want to be, you want to get an energy from your food. I mean, I don't know for how long we would eat, and then we would be so lethargic after, right? It would, it would take away your hunger sometimes. Sometimes you'd still be hungry because your body is still searching for the nutrients that you didn't quite get, even though you had this gigantic, calorie-rich meal. But, you know, you're craving something else because your body's still searching for that. So we would eat. You know, and then you'd be like, oh, man, I need to take a nap or I can't think or, you know, depression would come set in and just would be super lethargic. So, yeah, and when, when we started switching to cooking at home, cooking all of our meals at home and buying just whole foods, making all of our meals from that, we really started to notice, like, Okay, you're feeling tired throughout the day, you know, you start to eat some, you eat, and then we would actually get energy from our food, like you're supposed to. Instead of coffee? Yeah. Or an Instead of drink. relying on coffee or, you know. Pre-workout? Yeah. Man, that pre-workout, I've never tried that, but I can't imagine. Yeah. I, one thing I'll say is that I noticed that even after cleaning up my diet when I would eat, so say it was a cleaned up diet, all organic, whatever. If I still didn't get energy from that, that would be my telltale sign I'm doing it wrong. Um, when I eat now, it's I actually get energy. I feel better. I versus how I felt my yeah, entire and life you can after eat, eight, and you actually will get clues that you're actually full. Sometimes you won't even finish your plate, right? Even though. Yeah, that's another thing. If you eat slow satiety. enough, you chew your. I mean, we're going on a tangent, but if you chew right. You slow it down, you, you can pick up the signals your body's given and maybe stop at that first signal that, hey, that, that, that could be enough. You know, you can keep going more and you can push it and your body would probably be good with that too. But it's giving you this first signal like, you could stop now and you'll be okay. Yeah. So, um, at least for me, personally speaking. I, I, so a good place to start if you're wanting to lose weight, if you're suffering from the health condition that you're finding no relief with, you know, through medication or through any of these things that you've tried, one good place to start is just to start small and just start cooking from home, right? Start buying your own food. You know exactly what is in your meal. You know you're not getting these industrial seed oils, these inflammatory oils. You're not getting pesticides. You're not getting all this other stuff that is wrecking havoc on your microbiome, wrecking havoc on your body, Wrecking havoc on your brain because it causes all that inflammation in your brain. And then you've got that brain fog and stuff like that. So just start at that. 
Just start by slowly swapping out things. This can be so overwhelming, all this information at once. So that was, I know that was a huge thing when we started out. I was like, oh my gosh, there's this and this and this and I'm overwhelmed. But just start small. Just start making these small changes. Just start practicing them once as soon as you start going down this road. These these things will get easier. If you're not used to cooking at home, when you start cooking, it's going to seem like a lot of work. But then after you keep doing it, it it's easy. It's just what you do. Like us. I mean, I'm dead tired sometimes. Sometimes our kids will have tons of, you know, skating or hockey and all this kind of stuff. You know, at work and things like that. But I still come home and I'm like, all right, I got to chop up some veggies or I got to, we got to make the ground beef or we got to do whatever or make salmon or salad. You know, we just, it's just what you do. You know that it's what you do and your body's. Well, once you've done it and you see the results and you see how good you feel and you see that it works, basically it works. You can't lie to yourself. So either it works or it doesn't. When you do these things and it actually works, you can't not do it anymore. You know the truth now. So yeah. you might not do it because well, for whatever conditions, you fall back into your old programming, you're tired, unfortunate circumstances hit you just like life does. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you will always remember the reality, the truth, and you'll always eventually go back to that. So um, you can't lie to yourself. It either works or it doesn't. Um, so. Yeah. You got to eat like your ancestors did. Yeah. Like our ancestors did before everything was, before all these ultra processed foods came out, before all these TV dinners came out and, you know, what, what we were doing before, you'd go out in the garden and you'd grab your veggies and you'd, you know, you'd have your meat and you'd have your whatever. I mean. You harvested what you had to, so it didn't go to waste and it was fresh and it was local and then you didn't have these ways to preserve it and ship it and. So there was only one way of going about things, you know, before that all changed and chronic disease became rampant. Yeah, we're all we're all victims of the standard American diet, also known as the sad diet, right? We do not know what we do not know, so arming yourself with this information and putting it into practice will dramatically change your life. Oh. Yep, when we were Just kids... becoming a more informed consumer and making better choices with what you're what you're doing. I mean, I remember thinking before, oh, this is healthy, right? Before I knew all this stuff, but it really wasn't. It was these healthy foods that, you know, they were telling me to eat were, were not doing any good for me. Yeah, it doesn't help too, you know, that we're all given sugar when we're children, or we're at least me speaking me personally for myself. Um, you know, I was rewarded, bribed, and punished with sugar my entire life you know it's like you did good we're going out for ice cream oh you better not you better listen to me or you're not getting ice cream (laughs) (laughs) you know and when you find out cocaine and sugar are they light up the same part of the brain as far as addiction goes yeah i think there was even more i think there was a study was it with rats where they were given either they were given sugar and cocaine and they chose the sugar over the cocaine yeah, nine times, nine times more, though, I believe it was. It was something ridiculous. It was just completely preposterous to, to think that sugar is that addicting, and we have no idea, you know. Um, 
So throw in the industrial seed oils on top of that and, you know, just start there right there. Just eliminate the added sugar, the industrial seed oils. Yeah, get your sugar. Focus on your food quality. Do the best you can with what you got, obviously. You know, you got to start small. You got to start in baby steps. But as you see that this works, that's that's it. Yeah, you get your carbohydrates. Um, you know, some people can tolerate like sushi rice or things like that. Um, sweet potatoes are a great thing to eat. Um, fruits. There's tons of ways that you can still get into carbohydrates. And... Well, once again, just make sure your food quality is the most important. Single ingredient whole foods. Yeah, so one interesting thing that I've learned over the years is that there are many like popular food food products, you know, macaroni and cheese, like there's just a so many things. Mountain Dew, all these things that we consume here. Well, there's a lot of these ingredients and in the foods that are sold here that have been banned in the European Union. So like Coca-Cola or, you know, whatever these companies are, they have to make their products differently, different. They have to use different ingredients to sell it over there versus here because of the health concerns. So that's pretty alarming that why would it be different over there than different over here if they're making the exact same uh, thing? That was one of the big smoking guns for me when I found out one of the countries in Europe, I don't remember which one, had literally banned GMO from their country. And this was five seven eight years ago when i first got into this um yeah there's so much evidence if you just go and look the thing is they it's almost like how hitler said you tell a lie you tell it so big for so long and you just keep repeating it ad nauseum and the masses will start repeating it and that becomes the narrative and that's just what we do and believe so i mean if you just look into how much evidence is showing us what we're doing wrong it's so much, it's so overwhelming, the evidence. It, it, it's kind of a common sense answer. You know, everybody kind of knows the truth. The problem is that we're all addicted to our diets. You know, we're all addicted to the sad diet, I mean. Um, if you're eating the sad diet, that's really what it is. You're not even getting nutrients. It's just a fix. You're getting, it's just you're taking getting away, your fix. temporarily just, taking away your hunger, but you're not just getting... Just like taking painkillers. You need your pill, right? You need your your out your beer every night, your glass of wine, whatever your fix is. That's what that is, the standard American diet. You don't even know what nutrition is or how to like what the feeling is of being having nutrients. Well, actually, such a different shift. Be nourished. I such say. a different shift too. Like I remember, you know, when we were going out to eat a lot, we'd be like, okay, we have lunch. Okay, what are we gonna? Then we start thinking, okay, what are we gonna go for dinner? Like start mm. craving, you know, like and then you're like you're focused on that and you're it wasn't real hunger though. no it was just but you're like the, okay the where am i gonna go out on. to eat and yeah. but we don't even think about you, that anymore it's like okay you ate you now you go and do about go about your business and do your stuff and then when it's time for dinner you cook but you're not sitting there craving it yeah so different. It, oh it's completely night and day difference it's yeah to not have that not have that food addiction haunting you Yes. Yes. 100%. That's what it is. And to also not have a distorted relationship with food, right? Because that's the thing too. I mean, sometimes these people get so, people can get so consumed with what they're eating that it it's not healthy either, right? You need a healthy balance. Too much focus. Yeah. yeah. And well, then they're well, under consuming 
nobody had to even foods. think about what they ate before. Yeah, you just ate. You ate yeah. until you were full. There was full. just the food that was they around. They weren't obese. Fresh, they weren't right. overweight. They didn't have right. all these chronic illnesses right. that they do today. And if it was a problem, especially in your village or in your tribe or whatever it was, like they knew about it by then, you know, by yeah. trial and error. They're like, don't eat that one. Eat this one. This one does this. Um, so, you know, I don't want to go too much into detail. We'll get into other podcasts. They detail all this information. Yeah, We're just, just trying, trying to keep to it as general as possible so that we can. With food quality and, you know, the thing is, too, is that you can do this on any budget. Yes. Right. 100%. I mean, if you can always make a change, no matter yeah. where you are, that can significantly change your life, give you vitality, give you energy, even if it's just one percent better, and you're heading in the right direction. Yeah, we're living proof. I mean, I think when we started out, like we, you know, have three kids, and our budget was pretty tight at yeah. the time, but we still made, you know, these changes. We're able to still do it. Yeah. And actually, it ends up, sometimes it ends up saving you even more money because if you're going out and eating, I mean, especially right now with inflation and everything going on, I mean, oh my gosh, it is, to feed a family of five to go out anywhere, even to pick up, if you were to go pick up fast food, so expensive. Yeah, that's another thing. People think that you can't eat this way. What I found out is that the amount that I'm, I'm eating versus what I was eating when I was eating out. Now the oh, prices have true. gone up. Yeah, because you're getting more satiation. What is satiation? What are they talking you're about? Satiated. Satiation. Well, yeah, but you're, per you're just, calorie. You're, yeah, you're getting more nourished. I mean, yeah. the whole point is your body's looking for nourishment, and it's going to keep giving you signals yeah, that it's not so there strong. yet until it gets it. That's all it is. And so what I learned is that. Yeah, the, the higher quality food is more expensive, but it's it saves you so much money. How much is an open heart surgery? How much is it, you know, to get treated for a stroke or diabetes or, you know, you got to factor in all these, the long, it's just like a vehicle. You, you do um, maintenance on your vehicle to prevent that big problem later on. It's yeah, going to cost a, you so much money, but we don't think about, about, about the human our body own that way. body. Right. This is... Right. So if you think about the actual cost later on, and then back to the point is that it doesn't really cost that much more or even less depending on how much you're spending out. Because if you're going out to eat, you got a tip, you you know, you got wear and tear in your vehicle, you got the gas, you got the time to take to go to the restaurant, you got to wait. And even the bill itself is a lot more. Yeah. And you don't know if your dishes are being cleaned right. You just don't know. I mean, I don't want to say anything other than that, but you just don't know. You don't know. For sure, but at least you're in control of all the variables that you can control when you cook at home. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just so many reasons, but it really comes out to probably about the same amount of money you're spending on food anyways. You know what I mean? And it, you're, and you're getting actual, you're getting what you're paying for and not yeah. vice versa. So, um, yeah, that's, that's something to think about. But yeah, any change you can make at all, just being mindful of this sets you on this journey because once you see that it works, you'll take the next step and you'll take the next step and it just keeps going. And then, you know, year after year after year, it just keeps getting better and better. I mean, I'm on year eight of doing this, you know, so, and I'll tell you, it just, yeah, it never ends. You keep going. The the trail is long enough. It's, it's as long as you want it to be because it, 
if it ended, what would... All right. Well, thank you for listening. I hope you, you enjoyed this podcast. Um, do you have any questions or want to find out more about us? Um, you can visit us on our website at disciplinedhealth.life.